Hey, it's DMAC about last night. Okay, let's go over all the Denver news, all the information, all the good stuff, bad stuff, and weird stuff in Denver sports about last night. And when I say about last night on Monday, I also mean Saturday and perhaps even Friday night as well. But we start with your nuggets. They remain absolutely on fire. It's incredible to watch them do what they're doing. And Michael Malone knows that, well, this is a good place. This is exciting. This is a remarkable game. And he points out, um, points out the reasons on altitude, which I watch on the good old Fubo. Here we go, Coach Malone. What's proud about tonight, aside from winning, of course, was just we're down 16 in that second quarter. And when we play Golden State, we do things differently. You know, this is not our standard defense. We try to do things differently because of who they are and their personnel. And so there are going to be some breakdowns, and there were. But for us to close that second quarter 14-0, to tie it up at half, and then start the third on a 14-4 to run, that's a 28-4 to run in their building after being down 16. That's what I'm most proud about. We had a lot of guys, Nicola. I mean, another triple-double. He was outstanding tonight, 32, 16, 16, four steals, one block, five deflections. I thought Nicola was just, uh, once again, showcased why he's the best player in the NBA. But Jamal Murray's contributions, I felt, uh, I thought Zeke Naji, Christian Brown off the bench. Um, you don't beat a team like that. Uh, AG, 17, Pope, the defense he played on, a guy like Steph Curry. It's not just one guy, but... Uh, our guys just were, were locked in, and to start off 3-0 and post-All-Star break, um, I couldn't be more proud of our group. Uh, Michael. Yeah, I mean, it's a great start. Really great start out of the break. We got uh, 27 for Jamal, four rebounds, three assists, three of five from three, plus 18. Jamal had a great game. Talk to Katie Wingy from Altitude afterwards. Oh. But it takes a lot of discipline. You know, they're a great team, and um, they play with a lot of chemistry like us. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of similar the way they move the ball, and they trust each other. So today was just about getting stops, and we knew the offense would come at some point. Last five games for you against them, you've had 25 or more points. What do you like about this matchup so much? Um, I used to watch Steph uh, when he was uh, a little Raptor uh in my hometown and um my dad said you know i could be just like him so every time i see him i always want to bring that energy i know it's uh not just him but so he, he brings the best out of you he, he he brings it out of you and um i just try to you know be there for my teammates and i think as a team we did a great job of just staying with it you know like i said they have to good start and we had to stay with it and play our game so great team effort yeah the truth is with the warriors they're an older team they're having Clay Thompson, who was great in the beginning, come off the bench, but they're older, they get tired, and they're a smaller team. So they do present unique challenges, but it's certainly not a challenge the Nuggets aren't up for. They dominated the Warriors. They have been dominating the Warriors. They're just not on the same level as the Nuggets, home or away, and it's awesome to watch because Malone knows 
they're getting the best from everybody they play. Um, we, we get up for everybody that we play. We know that as a reigning world champions, we're going to get the best no matter who we're playing. And now we have to go home, get some rest, and get ready for a home and home back-to-back. Yeah, that starts on Wednesday. So you get a couple days off and you go against the Sacramento Kings and then the Miami Heat. Remember them? Couldn't win a championship without them. Thank you, Heat. Last night in the NBA, yeah, we were keeping our eyes on that particular game with the Clippers and the Kings, and the Kings won. That's great news for the Nuggets. They won 123-107. to um, The rest of the scoreboard real quick, and we'll get back to that game. 93-80, Hornets over the Blazers. 128-109, Jazz beat the Spurs. Pelicans lost to the Bulls at 114-106. Thunder won. 123 to 110, 109-92, Hawks over the Magic. Uh, Cavs beat the Wizards, 114 to 105. Pacers beat the Mavs, that's good, 133 to 111. We'll take that. Suns beat the Lakers, okay, whatever, 123 to 113. And the Bucks beat the Sixers. But that's what we like seeing with the Kings beating the Clippers. Why? Well, because that's it's more important to separate yourself and catch up on the Clippers. I don't think the Kings are going to be easy on Wednesday. Boy, they gave the Nuggets one of their toughest losses of the year the night before the break. So it's good to have them back so quick. I mean, let's get it together against the Kings. But the loss of the Clippers means more. The Nuggets are now in third place alone, a game and a half behind Oklahoma City and Minnesota with three games coming up in the future against Minnesota. And the Kings are now into fifth place. So that win meant a lot for them. And they're, But there's still five games behind the Nuggets. So I'm not worried about teams that you're five games behind. The Nuggets now have a one-game lead over the Clippers. They look to be in pretty damn good shape. So super encouraging start for the Nuggets out of the break. Great win last night when they were down and they came back. Monster game from Nikola Jokic, another triple-double. Also had 14 plus 14 rebounds and assists in three straight games. That's the first time in NBA history. So while the Nuggets do well, they set records along the way. Good feelings overall, playing better, playing with energy. Looks like the rest mattered. You're getting Zeke Naji involved. You're getting good enough contributions off the bench. Hey, man, this is pretty awesome for the Nuggets. About last night with the Avalanche, uh, not so much. You lose to the Leafs after you had a 2-0 lead. And you end up dropping that contest four to three. Jared Bednar on his frustration. Too many opportunities and ends up being the difference in the hockey game, really. Because I, th- I, I thought we played really well first period, get out to a good lead. Second period, same thing. We give up a couple goals late in the period, bounce back in the third, playing hard. Guys did a lot of good things. Good, good competitive effort from our guys. And but you know when you're not scoring easy. Yeah, you can't. You just can't make a couple of those mistakes. 
Oh man, so frustrating. Bo Byram knows that losing sucks. Like they're they're a good team. And, um, you know they got a lot of star stars, but those guys defend hard too. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think uh, like I said, it's something we can build off of. Um, you know, it still sucks not winning games, but I feel like this last stretch we've kind of been playing hard, and uh, it's just kind of not been going our way. Yeah, they've they have played hard. They they did play good enough to beat the Red Wings in Detroit. They did play good enough to beat the Maple Leafs here at home. Only their sixth home loss. And to give up a lead at home stings even a little bit more. Miko Rantanen knows they had it. Yeah, I think we, we had it. You know, we had it in our hands. And a couple of mistakes, including the penalty. You know, it's just got to be, you know, just make harder plays and try to, you know, rush in that place. So, so try to execute yeah man frustrating 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 it's almost easier to get blown out it's almost easier just to lose and just be like ah that was a better team than us that's the way that goes that has not been the case and jared bednar his frustration level you could see was peaking because what exactly do you tell them aside from just you know keeping the big picture in mind yeah, it's just like you're kind of like we went through that stretch where we didn't play well, right? So now the pressure's on to have a good segment. Like we're three, four, and one coming into this segment. Now we're three, five, and one. It's our worst segment of the of the year so far. So like that's the kind of heat that we're trying to put on our guys. So it's like every game's an important game. But there's no question. You still got to look at the big picture, right? Like you have to say. You know, it's about the process, but, like, we're also fighting for the division and home ice and everything else. Like, that's starting to come into play now. So, you know, when you play hard and play well and you don't come away with any points, it's frustrating. Flexibility for the roster. Yeah, we're sitting right at 22 guys, 23 guys. Uh, Wags has come up and played well. Uh, <laughs> yellow lecture there for Bednar. Listen, it's the worst segment they've had all year, which seems odd because they haven't played that bad. And looking at where they are in the standings, you're again like, oh, well, geez, but you got to be a little careful. As now, when you look at the standings, and Winnipeg has always had all these games in hand. Well, they're not losing. They're actually winning and gaining ground. They are now Winnipeg two points ahead of the Avs, and Dallas is three points ahead. After that in the Central, it's it's a steep drop-off to Nashville. So it's hard to be overly concerned about anybody else in the Central, but you don't want to limp into the playoffs. So overall, the Avs stand in third place in the Central, and Winnipeg still has three games in hand. So they could, theoretically, if they keep winning, and they're six and four in their last ten, while the Avs are three, five, and two, you know, theoretically, that distance could grow. Now you do have even games with the Stars, so you're only three points behind the Stars. So. The team that you got to hope falls apart just a little bit here is actually Winnipeg. But playing Dallas will be a big deal. 
Colorado Avalanche schedule is, you know, it's basically game, rest, game, rest. And it goes like that practically for a full month. So next up on the docket for the Avalanche are the Stars, and that's on Tuesday night at home. That's a big game for sure. Huge. There aren't many non-big games. They're at Chicago, at Nashville, home against Chicago, home against Detroit, home against Minnesota. And like I said, starting on Tuesday, it's game day off, game day off, game day off for a month. So they're going to get like 15 games in just like that, in that rhythm. And let's hopefully, let's hope that that is a good rhythm for the Avs to be in. Because right now, listen, man, it's a good team for sure, but it's not a great team. And they know they have potential to be a great team. The trade deadline is on March 8th. You would think you got to do something. You got to make your mind up with backup goalie. And you need some, and you definitely need Val Nachushkin back. And hopefully that happens sooner than later. Adrian Dater had a uh, a tweet out there over the weekend that he was told that Val would be back before the end of the season. And Adrian was spot on um, with the news about uh, what was going on with Val in the first place. So you shrug your shoulders and say, well, there's a lot of common sense to that. But boy, oh boy, um, the Avs need just a little bit something more. They're right there. They are right there. They're not playing bad. And that probably is the biggest frustration about last night with the Broncos and with the combine getting going this week. That's always kind of fun. Russell Wilson did a sit down interview with Brandon Marshall on the I am athlete podcast. And uh, it it wasn't one of these. um, I'm going to hammer you and then I'm going to, you know, hold your feet to the fire type of interviews. Um, But we'll go over the entire hour and 45-minute Russell Wilson, Brandon Marshall interview in detail with Nate and Chad coming up at 8 a.m. with Chuckle at Pain. Uh, So we'll we'll get, I mean, a lot. We'll really go through it. Here's a little bit of a tease as, you know, uh, where Russ wants to be. Well, I will put Denver 1 because I'm there right now. It's just, you know, and... uh... You know, I, I think you have to have the ability to compartmentalize. Which you've shown. Yeah. Okay. So he's putting Denver one. Again, we'll go into uh, detail and depth with a lot more clips coming up with the, uh, the fellas around uh, 8 a.m. So about last night, good news for the Nuggets, for the Avalanche. You know, it could be better. That's for sure. Find out Tuesday. And for us, man, I can't wait to break it down with Nate and Chad. That's for sure. We get to your comments real quick this morning to see what everybody's talking about. Um, what's going on, DMAC? Question of the day. You're the GM of the Broncos. What do you... Let's see here. What do you like more? J.J. McCarthy... Or Dallas Turner. J.J. McCarthy, quarterback. Yeah, no, no, no problems with Dallas Turner. And I certainly know he's an edge rusher. Thank you. 
Appreciate it. JJ McCarthy. It's time for a quarterback. And go do I do I need to go through all of it? Uh, good morning, Christopher, to you. Um, those Albanians helping the Kings. We'll take whatever help you can get. DMAC, the Rockies charging $20 a month is insulting. I predict this will be the lowest watch season ever. They should be paying us to watch. Sorry, I'm grumpy. It's okay. You know, um, I understand grumpiness. Uh, let's go with, let me see here. Uh, hard to feel sorry for a guy wearing a watch ring and jewelry that are painfully expensive. Boo-hoo, Russ. Enjoy Pittsburgh. <laughs> we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. Uh, do you think Georgiev can last through the playoffs? I think Georgiev plays like the team plays. I think when the team plays well, he seems to play well. And when the team makes mistakes, he make, makes mistakes. It is hard to figure out a game where Georgiev has, you know, the whole hockey thing stand on your head and save a game for us. I can't tell you which game that was. But also, I, I, I've i seen Georgiev play brilliantly and win a lot of games, too. I think he is just like this team. So can, can Georgiev last through the playoffs? Can the Avs last through the playoffs? That's probably a better question. Um. Why am I feeling optimistic about the Rockies this season? Uh, I don't know exactly what you're looking for out of the Rockies. If it's just to play good competitive baseball with young emerging talent, I think you should. Chris Bryant's there and so is Chuck, but overall it's a younger team and hopefully they offer an exciting dimension to, uh, to the sports scene this summer. We'll be covering the Rockies too. One way or the other, we'll figure it out. Um, also, in that interview, Wilson basically took credit for every single win last season. Full of himself, maybe a little. I thought the interview was beyond fascinating. Uh, so, we'll get to it again with Nate and Chad. I wouldn't miss that episode today. Um, chuckle at pain with my guys, Nate and Chad. Question, thoughts on Peter King retiring? Well, I didn't know he was retiring. What's what's he retiring from? Uh, I mean, what's uh, who is he? Who is he even working for? I thought he was working for himself. Is he retiring? Is that is that it? No more Peter King? Um, I'll tell you this about Peter King. He's probably the most influential football writer in the history of the NFL. He's a nice guy. I've talked with Peter many, many times throughout the years. He's very approachable. Good dude. Hugely influential. And if that's it for a career as a journalist, he's like the king of all muggles. I mean, when you look at Peter King, you cannot imagine him playing, being an athlete to any degree. And talk about somebody who made the most of that. I certainly could be wrong, but uh, good for Peter King if, if that's a career. But I doubt he'll just completely quit. That being said, we have a new podcast. We're going to debut today at 11. It's the Adventures of the Average Athlete. And I competed in the Chili Cheeks Duathlon. Oh, my God. So find out about the race, the inside of the race, how I finished, um, the humbling experience that it was, and why um, this morning I'm very sore despite 
running that race on Saturday. I'm still feeling it painfully today. But that's the deal um, from last night. Abs, Nuggets, Broncos a little bit. And again, more detail about the Russell Wilson, Brandon Marshall stuff. Coming up at 8 a.m., Chocolate Pain with Chad Brown and Nate Jackson should be a fun one. Good morning. Get after it.